This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Welcome to Radio on Wheels on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Each week we tow our mobile studio to a different location in Taranaki. We bring you local people, local stories, local events and local music. Radio on Wheels, a weekly show about your town. Yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life. Kia ora and welcome to Radio on Wheels. We've left the caravan parked up for quite some time now due to COVID, but we did manage to sneak out today and visit our mates at Coastal Taranaki School in Okato. Being very careful to restrict numbers in the caravan, we were able to uh, be with the school for the Great Shakeout, which is a worldwide event, um, and in New Zealand it's organised by Civil Defence, and it's an opportunity to learn how to behave in the event of a major earthquake or even a volcanic eruption, which, let's face it, is always a possibility living in Taranaki. We passed the show over to the students, the rangatahi of um, Okato, and they were able to have a chat to some of their uh, fellow students and a couple of the teachers, and also to Alistair from Civil Defence. So without further ado, we're going to get on with the show. First order of the day was to have a, a shakeout, which happened at 9.30. The students were in their classrooms or in the hall, wherever they were, and the call went out that there was an earthquake. They needed to dive under the desks uh, or take cover in some way and stay there until they were told to move to safer ground. After that, they headed into the hall for a presentation by Alistair and Stan, the man from Civil Defence. Here's what they had to say. Kia ora koutou. How is everybody? Pretty good. Pretty good. Did you have a good shakeout? Yeah. Yeah. Drop, cover and hold? Yeah. Yeah. Did you find anything dodgy under the table? No? Yeah. yeah. No, no mouldy sandwiches? No? I, I, found, I found a piece of We found a piece of sharp plastic. So that's good. That's a good outcome. We, we made the school safer. That's what we're all about. So I'm from Civil Defence, and so does anybody know what Civil Defence does? Has anybody heard of Civil Defence? Yeah? Do you know what we do? Anybody? Awesome. We, we prevent natural disasters. That's right. Well, we can't stop earthquakes happening, but we can be prepared for them. So that's what we did today. We're learning how to be prepared, because that's a really important thing uh, to do. Oh, we've got another hand up there. Yes? You can be prepared for tsunamis too. And we're going to talk about that today. Yes. Awesome. All right. So let's crack into it. Now, before we start, I'd like to introduce you to a very, very special guest. Drum roll, please. Please welcome Stan. <laughs> Welcome, Stan. All right, so Stan is our mascot. Stan is the civil defense mascot, and Stan is a magical mascot because he's managing to be present 
And almost every city in New Zealand right now, one stand, many places. It's magical. So Stan's going to um, do a bit of a live uh, performance for us. Well, Stan's going to show us, remind us how to do drop, cover and hold. So what do we do in an earthquake? Drop, drop cover, and hold. So she's got nothing to hold on to there. That's why you get under a desk. It's really important that you get under something solid so you can hold on to it. Thank you, Stan. Very good. Isn't Stan great? How, how about a round of applause for Stan? What a, what a beautiful, what a beautiful All right, so there are a few things that we need to remember in an earthquake. The first one is drop, cover, hold. The second one is don't run outside. Don't run, Stan. Don't run outside, okay? You stay inside during an earthquake. Why might that be? Yes? Falling debris. That's the perfect answer. Yes? Tree might fall on you. Yeah? Like power lines over there. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of things that could fall on you. So it's always better to stay inside until the shaking stops. Okay? Next one. Yep. So that's what you said. Stay under cover until the shaking stops. Okay, and be ready for aftershocks. Does anybody know what an aftershock is? Yeah? Yeah, so it's like once there's been a big earthquake, there could be other earthquakes very soon afterwards. So we have to always remember that there could be an aftershock and we have to be ready to drop, cover, and hold again. So we're going to watch a quick video now. Now this is about tsunamis. So there was a question about tsunamis, okay? So here we go. We're going to watch a video now. Is it hard to stand up? Or has it lasted longer than a minute? Then, if you're near the coast, move immediately to the nearest high ground or as far inland as possible. Don't wait for an official tsunami warning. Go immediately. Then stay there until you've been given the all clear. If an earthquake is long or strong, get gone. So that's a good one to remember. Long or strong, get gone okay because a tsunami might already be on its way so here we're not really at risk from a tsunami okay we're, we're quite far inland okay but if you're at the beach with your family and your friends and you feel a long earthquake you need to get off the beach okay because there could be a tsunami also here we have a river don't we quite a big river yeah so that could potentially be a laha. Does anybody remember what a laha was from the work you've done over the last few weeks over there? Yeah, basically. So a lot of our, pretty much all our rivers come from the Monga, right? So they come down. So if there's a big eruption, we could potentially get. Sort of, it's, it's a mixture of lava, but it could also just be lots of rocks and trees and debris, and that can come down the mountain, okay? And it can look like this. Okay, there's no sound, so you just have to imagine. This is like, it's a whole mixture of things. It's lots of dirt. 
All right, Stan, if you're by a river and you see a lahar, what should you do? Yeah, you get away. You get away from the river. Don't do what this person did and take a video, okay? It's good, it's good for us, but please don't take a video with your cell phone. Get away from the river, okay? Well, maybe once you're from a safe distance, you can take a video, but don't do what this person did. I mean, it's, you know, it's good for a video, but it's not good for your, for your safety. So this is what a laha can do, okay? It, it's very fast, as we saw, very fast. And once it stops, it can set a bit like concrete. So this is a car, and it's just covered. So you don't want to be near a laha, okay? So if there's a strong earthquake or there's a volcanic eruption, get away from the rivers, okay? Really important. And this is a little map, you might, it's a bit small, but basically the red zone that you can see, that's, that's the river area, so that could be a laha hazard. And coastal school, you can see the little logo there, okay? So that's where we are. So you, you don't want to head towards the river, you want to stay, stay at the school, okay? This is a safe place. Yep, some questions? Yep. Yep. We don't know, but the safe thing to do is if there's a long and strong earthquake, so more than a minute, or it was really hard to stand up, that's when you should leave your house, jump in the car with mum and dad, and just head inland. Come to the school, even. It's a safe place here. Because we're, we're not, we're not going to get hit from the tsunami here. It's only on the beach. Okay? Now... Today we were going to do an evacuation, but unfortunately it was raining and we weren't quite sure. We didn't want you to get all wet, okay? So last, last slide now. So how to be prepared. So we've talked about if you're in a valley or a river, get to higher ground. Take your pets with you too. If you're at home and you need to evacuate, remember to take your pets. Because pets are, pets are part of the family too, right? Got to look after our pets. If, you're, if you don't live anywhere near a river or the sea, it's best just to stay at home, okay? Best to wait it out and see what happens. We don't need to be driving around panicking. And it's also really important to have three days of food and water at home. So these are things that you can remind your parents. Hey, do we have lots of cans, spaghetti, and baked beans? Because it's really important. We might be stuck at home for a few days. Each one of you now, afterwards, we're actually going to distribute some um, resources that you can take back to your parents. And it's about making a plan and talking about what you learnt at school today. And then we can all be prepared better together. How's that sound? Sound good? All right. Well, that about wraps it up. So maybe, Stan, you want to go down and do some high fives or something. Like, I don't know. Pretty, pretty popular. Go on, Stan, don't be shy. Woo! All right. Hey, thank you, everybody, for listening, and um, enjoy the rest of your day at school. See ya.
Radio on Wheels. As I mentioned, today we're at Coastal Taranaki School in Okato and the kids have taken over, so let's hand it back to them. Hi everybody, my name is Tula McLean and today I will be interviewing Elsie on um, earthquakes and tsunamis and eruptions. So, your name is Elsie. How old are you, Elsie? Eight. Eight. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you a few questions and you answer the ones you can, okay? So, do you know the story of our Maunga? Do you know the story of our mountain? Sort of. Could you tell me what you know? Um, our mountain and another mountain was bat- battling over Pihanga. Mm-hmm. And our mountain didn't win. Ah, oh, okay. Do you know what happened after that? No. No, that's all right. Okay. Do you think the people who live around our mountain know what happened when the mountain first erupted? Do you think they knew that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So, did you know that there is a normal to very high risk that our mountain will erupt? Did you know that? Sort of. Sort of? Okay. Do you get scared when there's an earthquake or an earthquake drill? No. No? You're brave then. (laughs) 
before today, did you know what a possible eruption could mean for our school? Did you know what would happen if there was an eruption? Do you know what happened to our school? No. No? Do you think that the lava would come down or do you think there'd be stones flowing into it? Stones flowing. Yeah? Do you think that's all that would happen? Mm. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Do you think that our school is ready if there's an eruption? Do you think we're ready for one? Yeah. Yeah? What if we weren't, or what else do you think that we need to get ready if there was to be a possible eruption? What do you think we need to get ready for? Um, our parents' phone numbers and stuff. Yeah, so that the school could call our parents. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that you think we might need to do? Um, do you think no. we would all need to meet together and um, wait? Or do you think we should just stay in our classes and meet together? And meet wait. together? Yeah. Okay. So does your whanau have a plan in case there is an eruption? Do you guys have a plan? Mm, not really. Not of. really? Okay. Do you have any ideas of what your whanau could do? No. No? That's all right. Um, and that's all we have for today. Thank you, Elsie. Hello, my name is Tula McLean and today I will be asking Elsa some questions about earthquakes and tsunamis and eruptions. So obviously your name is Elsa and how old are you Elsa? I'm eight years old. Eight, okay. So do you know the story of our maunga? Do you know the story of our mountain? Yes. Could you tell me what you know please? Um... Well, they were having a fight over Pihanga and mm -hmm. Taranaki lost, so he ran away. And then that's how the Hangatahua River was made. Okay, thank you. Do you think the people who live around the mountain in Taranaki know what happened when the mountain first erupted? Do you think they knew that? Um, yeah. Yeah, you think they do? Okay. Did you know that there is a sort of, to very high risk, that our maunga will erupt? Did you know that? Yes. You did? Okay. Do you get scared when there's an earthquake or a um, or an earthquake drill? Uh, no. No? Oh, you're brave. <laughs> Before today, did you know what a possible eruption would mean for our school. Do you know what would happen if there was an eruption? What would happen to our school? It would get beaten up. It would get beaten up. What would beat it up? Maybe mm -hmm. some rocks shooting some rocks. out. Yeah, the rocks shooting out of the mountain would land in our school or around our school, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... Do you think that our school is ready if there was to be an eruption? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, what do you think that our school needs to get ready for? Um, what do you think we need to have ready if there was to be a possible eruption? Our parents' phone numbers. Yeah. Do you think we would all need to stay in class and do what we would usually do, or do you think we would need to meet up together? 
meet up together. Yeah. Okay. So does your whanau have a plan in case there is an evacuation? Yes. Yes. Could you tell me a little bit about what your plan is? Um, well, we have these food supplies and all this um, and lots of drinks and mm-hmm. we would pack up all our stuff that we need, like we desperately need, mm-hmm. and we would um, head south. That's a good plan. All right. That's all the questions we have for today. Thank you, Elsa. I'm on the road to redemption, salvation on my mind. I tried to escape my problems, but they seem to multiply. No money and no future, it's just a waste of time. There's no reason, no reason why. I picked up a trip. That mile behind She left town this morning Gave me no reason why I tried to make it work But she kicked me outside Then she hitched a ride With some other guy Didn't give no reason No reason why
nothing. I got nothing. Welcome back to Radio on Wheels. We are today at Coastal Taranaki School in Okato and we are handing back to the students. Next up we've got Tula speaking to Alistair Newton from Civil Defence. Hello, my name is Tula McLean and today I will be interviewing Alistair Newton from Civil Defence. Um, on some um, earthquake, tsunami and eruptions. So... Could you please tell the listeners, well, you've said your name and what you do? Sure. So um, I'm the communications manager at Taranaki Civil Defence. So Civil Defence is basically um, a government organisation in every region in New Zealand, and we help people be prepared for natural disasters. Mm -hmm. And when they do happen, uh, we help um, coordinate the emergency response because there's a lot of different things to organise. Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, we help people clean up and recover. Okay. Um, so that's that's basically our role. And cool. um, one of our key things is public education. So that's why we came to your school today. Okay, cool. So I just have a few questions to ask you. Sure. Okay. Um, what are the two most common hazards in Taranaki and why? Ooh, I would, the most common one is probably flooding. So mm -hmm. we, we haven't had a big flood for a few years. I think Gita, Cyclone Gita was the yeah, last big yeah. one. Um, but we do get local, like smaller floods, some surface flooding. So that's pretty common. Um, and then we get a lot of storms. Yeah, um, and yeah. often storms cause the flooding. So they sort yeah. of work together. And tornadoes are pretty, not, uh, they're reasonably common here too. Have you ever seen a tornado? They, no, they, not here. Okay, because no. <laughs> they, they can be common depending on the yeah. time of year. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, the most common are flooding and storms, and that's really everywhere in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, okay. Flooding's the most common. Yeah. Okay. And fires, but we yeah. don't really get them here. No. Okay. Thank you. Um, how will you communicate with people if electricity is out or they don't have any Wi-Fi or a telephone? That's a really good question. One of the key things that we tell people to do to be prepared is to have a number of different ways to get information. Mm -hmm. So today, lots of people, yes, we use the internet, but you're right. If there was a big earthquake or a storm and we lost power and internet, there's always the radio. So the radio is kind of old fashioned, but it can <laughs> really come in handy if there's an emergency. So it's good to have a battery powered one so you don't have to plug it in. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you can always get in your car and turn on the car and listen to the radio. So um, we always broadcast um, from Civil Defence. We always put stuff on the radio because we know that's how people get their information. Okay. Um, if it's a long sort of event as well, if, there's, if it's a flood that takes a few weeks to clean up, we will do leaflet drops. We'll mm -hmm. talk to people. We will have community meetings. So there's all sorts of ways that we will communicate with people. Okay. Um have you been really busy with COVID and have you parked the work around a potential natural disaster or tsunami or eruption? Yeah, so um, COVID's interesting because, yes, during the first lockdown in 2020, we were mm -hmm. very heavily involved in it. Um, basically, it had never happened before. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we played a big role in coordinating all sorts of responses. You know, there were... Um, lots of food packages to deliver and there mm -hmm. were um, 
other things like shutting down borders and restrictions on movement. So we were really helping with that. The most recent ones, we more help um, by distributing um, the information really clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also just play a supporting role now to the government. So if they need us to do anything, we will. But we're not so much leading that response anymore. Um, So, yeah, our day-to-day focus is um, we we have a lot of... um, emergency plans so we plan for okay if a flood happened here how would we respond um so we do a lot of that planning um but you're right the volcano that's our biggest hazard so obviously it hasn't erupted for a while but if it did that would clearly be a huge thing that we would have to deal with and that would be a national Mm -hmm. scale response so there'd be a lot of help Okay. Um, coming to Taranaki for that. Yeah. It wouldn't just be our small office. <laughs> um, but yes, Taranaki, um, uh, yeah, the volcano is is our biggest hazard, but not our most common, thankfully. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, do you think that we, like Taranaki, are ready for an eruption? I I think I think we I think we're getting better. I think people mm-hmm. are starting to understand that it's not extinct. That's the first yes, yes. really big one. <laughs> and I think just learning about it through schools um, is a really good way. You know, they you, you learn at school, you take it home, and you remind your parents mm-hmm. that actually it's not an extinct volcano and it could definitely erupt um, one day. And we are expecting it to. Um, maybe not tomorrow, but sometime mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we do have to plan for around that. Um, but I think um, that we are making steps to yes. to get more prepared. Okay. But, of course, it will be such a huge event that, you know, like there there will be some some big disruptions. Yes, but I yes. think we will get through it, just like we got through Christchurch okay. earthquakes. Yeah. Um, what do you think we need to get ready that we haven't or something else that we need to get ready for? Hmm. Do you, do you mean in terms of like what other disasters or other ways that we can get other ready? ways that we can get ready? It's really yeah. important that we have a plan. Yeah. So um, talking with your parents about you know if a eruption or if an earth, earthquake or a flood or something happened during the day, and you're at school, and your parents are at work, how where would you meet? Mm. How would they pick mm. you up? What if the cell phone lines were down and you couldn't make a phone call? Yes. Where do you meet? Um, Maybe you need some special medication um, at home. So having some reserve medication stocks in case you are stuck at home, you know. Um, Or if there's another COVID lockdown, you know, it's like having spare food at home so you don't have to rush to the supermarket and having masks at home and Mm. having, you know, gloves and a flashlight, you know, and torch and um, battery radio. Just having stuff ready so that if something did happen, um, you're not completely unprepared. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really okay. important thing to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a a plan in place in case of a evacuation? Yeah, definitely. That's really important. So for evacuations, again, we we talk about having a thing called a grab bag. So it's having a real like the bare bare essentials, like maybe a few snacks, some sunblock, a jacket, mm. um, and a cell phone charger or something like that, and you put it in your bag, and then if there's something happens, like a big earthquake, and, and you need to evacuate quickly, you can just grab your bag. You don't have yeah. to look, oh, where's my sunblock? Where's my radio? Yeah. If it's already in a bag, that puts you at a big advantage. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea. Um, 
that's all the questions we have for today. So thank you, Alistair. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.
Welcome back to Radio on Wheels. We're parked up today at Coastal Taranaki School in Okato. We've handed the job of running the show to the students and here we have Jean talking to a couple of the lads. Okay, what is your name? Archie. Uh, how old are you? Twelve. Um, do you know the story of our manga? No. Do you think uh, the people who live around the mountain know what happened when the mountain erupted? Probably. Do you think they're concerned about that? Yes. Um, did you know that there was a moderate to very high risk that the mountain will erupt again? Not really. Do you get scared when uh, there are any earthquakes happening or...? No, I'm normally asleep. <laughs> um, before today, did you know what a possible eruption could mean for our school? Yes. Do you think we are ready for an eruption? Like the school? Not really. School's not that safe. What do you think what do you think we need to do to get ready for an eruption? Uh practice more. Practice like Evac evacuations. Alright. Um do you have a Fano plan in place in case of an in case of a evacuation? Do you have a place to go? Do you have supplies? Stuff ready? Yeah. You do? Um how far away is that? At my home. I don't know how far that is. Um, would that be like in New Plymouth? Like the evacuation place? No, it's in Okada. Well, outside of Okada. Yeah. Um, so like supplies, do you have like something ready? Like maybe like a box of stuff or like bags? Or... Yeah, we have a box of stuff. Alright. Uh, thank you for answering these questions. Alright, so what is your name? Dayton. Uh, how old are you? Fourteen. Do you know the story of our manga? Um, not really. Not really? Um, do you think the people who live around the mountain know what happened when the mountain erupted? Yes. Do you think they're scared um, of living around there? Mm, not really, because it's been such a very long time since it's erupted. Um, did you know that there is a moderate to very high risk that it will erupt again? Mm, yeah. Do you get scared when there's like an earthquake or something happening? Mm, I have once. Um, before today, did you know what a possible eruption could mean for our school? Mm, yes. Do you think our school and the people inside are ready for an eruption? That could happen? Um, probably not. Probably not. What do you think we need to do to get ready for an eruption if it did happen? Um, get as far away as possible and go to a safe spot. Like a bunker something. Yeah. Um, does your, does your whanau have, um, a plan in case of an eruption? Like um, somewhere to go or... Probably the fire station. Um, do you have like supplies and stuff? Like if you had to leave your house, do you have like supplies like hidden away just in case there is an eruption and you just grab it and go? No. No. Um, yeah, that's all the questions. Um, thank you for answering these. <laughs>
Radio on Wheels. We are parked up at Coastal Taranaki School in Okato. We've got the students running the show and next we're going to hand back to Tula. She's going to have a chat to one of the teachers. Alright, so what is your name? It's Craig Taylor. How old are you? I am 61. And what do you teach? I teach Year 7-8 at Coastal Taranaki School. I'm the Year 7-8 lead teacher as well as the uh, Education outside the classroom coordinator, and I'm beginning to become the becoming the civil defence coordinator for us here. Uh, do you know the story of Almonga? Yes, I do. We had a production about it earlier this year, which helped me. Do you think the people who live around the mountain know what happened when the mountain erupted, and do you think they're scared um, that it might happen again? So, we're we talking about the actual or the story. Like the actual? I think people are starting to gain some awareness about it. I mean, there has been some good programs at uh, uh, Pukiariki about the mountain, 
and certainly we've had some classes go to that program, uh, Te Maunga, and it has informed people about how the mountain has developed over the years, over the, you know, millennia, I'd say. You know, yes, I think they are becoming more aware. Do you think they might be scared um, that it might happen again? I, well, it's, when people are becoming aware, I think anybody should be uh, fearful about a volcanic eruption because it's one of the most catastrophic things you can have. Yeah. like what is happening in the Canary Islands at the moment. It's a matter of, um, the word I would use would be mitigating or making sure that when it does occur, we're as prepared as we can be. Do you know that there is a moderate to high risk that the uh, mountain may erupt again? Yes, I do. And I only know that because during lockdown, our classes were involved in um, virtual workshops with the University of Auckland and with Learns. And uh, you participated in that, I saw you on that, where you were able to access the videos and all that sort of um, information on their website. And then we had a virtual workshop through uh, Google Meet, yeah. where we are able to talk with volcanologists from around the country who had information specific about our location and you guys came up with good questions about what were the threats, what were the probability and they were telling us those things, especially Okato's vulnerability to lahar and uh, to ashfall and the other things the regions would be subjected to. So yes, now I am. Do you ever get scared when there's like an earthquake or anything happening? Yes, I would say, well, scared, fearful, because it's one of those things that you cannot control. There's literally nothing you can do except, you know, stop, drop, hold, and that's it, you know, until wait. it's over. Yeah, yeah, just wait for it to pass. Mm -hmm. um, before today, did you know the, um, what a possible eruption could mean for our school? Uh, yes, I did, mainly because uh, of those programs that we underwent during lockdown. And uh, it's been those, the exposure to that information has been the catalyst for us to do what we were starting to do today, which was not only the earthquake drill, but also a laha rehearsal. So we've actually gone to the point of identifying a high point to the rear of the school where we can evacuate in that eventuality because we were told that it is highly probable that Okato would be inundated in such a situation. Do you think we are ready for an eruption to happen? No, no, I don't. Um, mainly because, again, based on that information, um, a lot of the communities, especially you know, around the Maunga, because the Maunga has so many awa rivers, streams, and they are going to be the means for laha, especially on this side of the mountain, um, those communities and the ridge lines between the streams will be cut off. They literally said to us that they would become islands. And so uh, supplies, being able to support them with supplies and, other, and power and stuff would become virtually impossible. They said the power lines would be covered with ash. Yeah. So power would be cut out. Uh, nothing would be flying, so you wouldn't be able to get anything in in the early stages because of the ash. Yeah. And so people would be depending on their local sources, which is why we run the MARA program at school, 
We've been doing that for 18, nearly two years now, under Fireman and Richard. And uh, the, the notion behind that was local food security and growing food from local food so local sources. So it's hoped that the preparation for the community will be them to be able to self-sustain for a period of time until access can be made for them again because the bridges would be cut out. Sorry for a long answer, but that's it. Yeah, that's all right. Um, what do you think we need to get ready? Uh, we've had a community meeting here probably in August to start trying to mobilise local hubs uh, where community would get together and start developing a plan. I think the first thing to get ready is to develop a plan. And the plan would be able uh, would be focused on how could each of those independent ridgelines work together to provide themselves some security, um, food security and supply security and power and, and uh, sustenance during that period of time, which we wouldn't know how long that would be. But definitely it's forming a plan and getting people to talk about it and acknowledge that the probability is high, moderate to high. Um, do you have like a plan with like people in your house, your whanau, um, like a plan somewhere to go, supplies and stuff? In my own home? Yep. Yes, I do. You know, I don't have my Land Rover for fun. So that is actually geared up to, you know, to an all-terrain vehicle. Yeah. We have our own, what we call it at our home, a pātaka. So that's pātaka kai, which is where we have uh, extra food. Now, there are only two of us, but we do have dogs. So we're considering getting another vehicle where we can actually live with our animals as well. Yeah. That was one of the things that's pointed out. And even today, don't leave your pets behind because there'll be nobody coming for them, you know. And it's if you're in the event of an evacuation. So yes, we do have. I've thought of, I've thought of that um, for many years now, that sort of thing. All right, that's all the questions. Thank you for um, answering them. You're most welcome, Jean. That's marvellous. Thank you. Everything in my sight Never waiting for the things to come right yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life Someone told me gotta slow down Stop all this running around Gotta take a minute and relax I ain't got time cause I'm riding the tracks yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life Overtaking everything in my sight Never waiting for the things to come right I've been running, I've been running all my life Love is a miracle cure Slow me up cause you need to be sure Love means time like a blossoming rose I ain't got time, there's a tailwind that blows Yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life Overtaking everything in my sight Never waiting for the things to come right 
been running, I've been running all my life. Love's an anger that slows a good man down. Takes you off on a merry-go-round. Takes you higher and faster around. And leaves you lost in the hype of the crowd. Yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life. Overtaking everything in my sight Never waiting for the things to come right Yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life Yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life Overtaking everything in my sight Never waiting for the things to come right Take a minute and relax I ain't got time cause I'm riding the tracks oh, Gotta go Yeah, I've been running, I've been running all my life Overtaking everything in my sight Never waiting for the things to come right I've been running, I've been running all Hi, I'm Ben Moffat and I go to Coastal Tanaki School and we did the earthquake thing. Um, we learnt about the Laha stream thingies and if the earthquakes make a, uh, what's it called? Laha. Tsunami. Then we gotta get to high ground or to Midland. Um, yeah, hi, my name's Joe Stewart and um, I am at, uh, I go to Coast Tanaki School and today we learned about um, how it was a tsunami and earthquake drill. So we had to, so they ran around saying earthquake, earthquake and we had to duck under the chairs and hide from the, all the stuff that's falling if it was a, because it was a drill. And what we learned about how if a tsunami happened, we'd have to go to higher land and stay there till we get the coast clear. Hi, hi, my name is Victor Clear, and um, well, what they've been talking about, I learned, and I found the most fascinating thing was the lahar, which is a mudslide, and the well, the longer it goes, the faster it is because it keeps picking up debris and more debris, so so it goes faster and faster. And that's it for today's Radio on Wheels show, coming to you from Okato. It's been wonderful to get out in our mobile studio and be with the students here. It's been a fabulous uh, day. It's been a bit wet, but um, yeah, thank you to the school for having us. Thank you to Andre for doing the technical side of the show. And thank you to you guys for listening. Thanks also to the Toy Foundation and the Lottery Grants Commission for keeping these wheels turning. We'll be back next week. Kakite. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.